Welcome to this Market Commentator podcast. It's my weekly podcast where I speak to leading investment professionals. My name is Rijk van Niekerk and my guest today is Rian Brandt. He is a fund manager at Signia Asset Management and he is in charge of two very interesting funds uh, and they are the Signia 4th Industrial Revolution Global Equity Fund and the Signia Fang Plus Equity Fund and this is of course a fund that looks at the big international technology companies such as Facebook, Amazon, Alphabet, Apple and Netflix and, and a few more interesting choices there. Rian, welcome to the show. These funds are quite young. The 4th Industrial Revolution Fund was launched in October 2016 and the Fang Fund uh, only three months ago in August. Uh, how do you conceptualize such niche funds? Do you sit at a Bosprat and strategize and then somebody jumps up and say, hey, we need a Fang Fund? How does that process work? Hi, Rick. Um, uh, no, it's, it's not, not quite, um, but, but it is a uh, is looking at, at what uh, places that we don't currently have the ability to have exposure in, uh, in South Africa and where there would probably be a market. What we see is that internationally, relatively easy uh, to get exposure to these uh, new new economy funds uh, and, and stocks, but in South Africa it's a bit more difficult. So we wanted to give the investor uh, the opportunity to to invest in these um, these kind of companies. And uh, thus both these two funds uh, you know, were born. Let's look at yeah. the uh, Signia 4th Industrial Revolution Fund. It was launched in October 2016 and has already attracted nearly 1.5 billion rand. Uh, that must be one of the, the fastest growing funds, and, and I'm uh, referring you to the uh, fund size and the money invested. Uh, how does that compare to your other funds? It's definitely grown fast. Um, uh, some of it was institutional money, uh, to, you know, to, to, to be fair. But the fund has grown fast. It's, it's, it's had a, a very good following uh, also among retail investors. Um, it seems to capture the imagination. Some of the other funds, which is a bit more vanilla, we find that there's a lot more competition um, for. If you, if you launch another top 40 fund, uh, you know, top 40 tracker, or we find that there's a lot of competition out in the market for it, um, and it doesn't necessarily grow as fast. But with the Fourth Industrial Revolution Fund, what we're trying to do is we're trying to create exposure for the investor to, you know, to the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or what they also call the new economy. We're seeing currently we're seeing the Fourth Industrial Revolution happening, where the first Industrial Revolution was brought on by steam, the next by you know oil and steel and electricity. The third was the digital revolution in the 1980s. And what we're really seeing now is the fourth industrial revolution where these technologies developed through the 80s and 90s are now becoming part of our daily lives and where it's being integrated in new and very, very innovative ways of living and being. We're seeing that um, man meets machine um, you know, it's becoming fairly uh, commonplace where we carry on us a phone that has far more calculating power than um, some of the best computers um, around the turn of this century even. And what we're trying to do with this fund is we believe that these companies, some of them are going to be the future. They are going to be the future Googles and Apples and Microsofts and IBMs for, if, if we're going further back. And we are trying to get exposure for the for the investor to those um, companies. What we then did, we are tracking a a number of indices um, that is being provided by Kensho. And what they do is they use natural language programming to to go into the filings of all these different companies and find companies that has exposure to these industries, such as you know space or drones or 3D printing for that matter. There's you know there's an index for virtual reality. What do you mean by filings? Uh, filings is, is regulatory filings. It is the documents that uh, companies, listed companies, has to put out as as mandated by the the exchange and by law. 
for instance, in South Africa, that would be a typical SENS announcement. Um, but in America, you know, there's quite a, quite, a, quite a bit more that they have to put out. And what Kensha has done is they've used an analytical engine that they've built, and they parse this text to, to, to look for certain industries that these companies are involved in. They actually use this um, parsing of this text for, for a wider analytical database that they use in other products. If I look at the, the fund, what you're saying is you invest in different exchange-traded funds, um, and how do you choose those funds? It's actually not the exchange-traded funds that we invest in. What we do is we, we take the indices themselves, um, and then we blend them together. And then we look through and find the, the securities that, um, you know, that we have to invest in in order to get the specific um, exposure to each index. So we would be investing directly in the shares. So, but for instance, um, we, we would be looking at, at different indices such as smart buildings, uh, virtual reality, or genetic engineering, and we, would, we then blend those together and the sum of that becomes um, the portfolio that we, we track. I'm looking at the fact sheet and, uh, and I'm looking at the top 10 holdings and they, the percentage they represent in the fund is very small. The biggest um, counter is Albert Systems, 1.8% of the total um, portfolio. Apple, 1.7%. Uh, how, how many uh, shares or companies uh, are in, in this fund? That's a wonderful part of it. Is at the moment there's 306, um, so it's a it's a very very well diversified fund in in, in one sense. Um, so we we capture a very large part of these companies, you know, looking at these industries. So even though the, the fund is very focused on one specific um, call it factor or theme, it is diversified amongst a whole lot of different companies. I mean, there's 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 some very very small companies, for instance, that also makes it into the um, into the fund. I mean, if we if we just look at uh, clean energy, uh, where we have somebody like American Superconductor Corporation, which uh, is in solar power, and that you know, or for that matter, Adapt Immune Therapeutics, which is bio, you know biopharmaceuticals. So we've got all these smaller companies that do, that's doing amazing innovative innovative things, and we have some exposure to each of them as well. But obviously, it's very, very well diversified and small, small exposures all adding up to these, um, to these bigger exposures. Let's look at the FANG plus equity fund. Um, obviously, the FANGs are more focused uh, on the big counters, uh, the Facebook, Alphabets, Netflix, Apples, and, and Amazon. But looking at your uh, top 10 holdings, uh, there are many other companies in there. How big is this portfolio? The portfolio currently is not incredibly large. Are we talking about assets under management? We, 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 I mean, as you see on the fun fact sheet, it's about 230 million uh, rand, that is. Um, so in, in terms of the FANG shares, it's actually fairly small, um, if we can put it that way. These, these companies are massive. What we found is that we, um, partly due to regulatory reasons, we were not able to only buy FANG shares, but we also do like some of the diversification and the fact, the fact that we can, can go and find uh, shares that is consistent with the theme, but not necessarily specifically in that you know, FANG. Um, in other words, Facebook, Amazon, uh, Netflix, and Google. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so what we do is we, we we do diversify it slightly, but it is a far far more concentrated portfolio. And we, in the fourth industrial revolution fund, we have a very broad set of companies that we invest in. Here we're looking at typically um, roughly about 15 companies at most um, that we that we we're investing in. Although we do have a, some some holding also in the in the fourth industrial revolution fund inside. Um, 
uh, the same plan. Yeah, but you launched this fund three months ago. Some may argue that you may have missed the boat. Uh, those shares have ran incredibly hard over the past few years, and and this year there has been some repricing. What 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 do you absolutely. think the prospects are of, of this fund within that context? I mean, you're absolutely right. The fa- the shares has has run um, very very hard up until uh, like a third quarter. And yes, there has, an, an, and I will probably use the word correction. Um, I don't know if you want to go for the technical terms of correction. Um, it, and, and it has possibly been just that. Um, I mean, some of these shares has, has run possibly too hard. I mean, if we look at something like uh, Netflix, which is absolutely priced for perfection. Uh, I mean, it's, it's running at a PE of, I think, about 100 at the moment. And, and, and it's, it's priced as if the entire world is going to be watching Netflix uh, you know, in five years from now. And yet we're seeing um, other companies, uh, Disney for one, um, coming in and all starting streaming services. So there is definitely um, an argument that says that these guys have been, um, you know, has run too hard. But at the same time, these companies are, are growth companies. Uh, we have seen incredible growth from them over, over an extended period of time. Um, in almost each one of these, these cases, they are, they are taking over an industry and a sector completely, and that domination should give them a lot of leverage in future. But the danger is definitely there that the, the dominance of each one of the, the sectors are now becoming so large that they're going to start competing um, in between and start in, interfering in each other's, um, call it uh, area or, or turf. But we do feel that it is, a, you know, it is it is a great way to get exposure to this technology, um, these technology stocks. But they are incredibly expensive, and the whole notion of value investment actually for for many fund managers have gone out the window. It's uh, purely momentum investments. How do you actually? determine whether one of these companies are too expensive like netflix you've said you know you have a pe of over 100 for netflix and apple i think is around 17 18 how do you reconcile those these are expensive PEs, um but as a but netflix if we look at what netflix has done uh, just as, as a matter of interest netflix at the moment is underweight in our fund specifically because we are concerned they are still raising capital they are and they do see other vendors um pressing in on their you know on their market um, but in the same way that Microsoft back in the let me see 90s, you know, was able to carve out a niche that nobody could dislodge them out from um, for for many years since. So we're seeing some of these companies just establishing themselves, and they cannot move out necessarily, or nobody can move them out. And admittedly, some will fail. The big, the big example everybody always brings up is Yahoo. When I was at university, Yahoo was the way that you searched. And I can still remember the first time I, I did a Google search, and I'm giving away my age now, um, but I can still remember the first time I, I did a Google search and realizing how superior Google is to Yahoo in terms of search results. And so we do see some of these companies falling by the wayside. But as a, as a theme and as a, as a group of companies, um, you know, to not have some exposure to them is, is something that one has to think very carefully about. I could leave you red-faced. Just lastly, how do you actually pick the weightings <laughs> of these shares? The, the weightings of the, of the fan, um, of the fan class is um, to some extent uh, determined by, by regulation. In other words, we're not allowed to have more than a certain percentage of each share. So we do we do have to limit ourselves there, and then in, in terms of how we pick the different shares and the overweights and underweights, um, we do keep an, a, a close eye on them. There's a lot of work that ha- you know that can be done and has been done on these shares, 
um, and we um, we discuss and, and make certain calls. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Rian. That was Rian Brandt. He's a fund manager at Signia Asset Management.